Welcome to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and it is my mission to keep your creative spark alive, no matter how crazy your life gets. This podcast will teach you how to find the space to light your creative spark and fire up your creative side business. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us on Instagram at Creative Spark Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free Creative Headspace Challenge. Head over to creativespark.link forward slash headspace and learn how to calm your mind, clear your thoughts and open up headspace for creativity. Now let's dive into today's episode. You are listening to episode 25 of the Creative Spark podcast and today we're talking about procrastination and specifically how to embrace procrastination. Now this is one of my favorite topics. So just to define what we're talking about when we talk about procrastination, it means that you're doing something to avoid doing something else. Productive procrastination means that you're not wasting your time when you're doing it. Procrasty working is a term that I first heard designer and lettering amazingness Jessica Hish use, and it refers to the work that you feel like doing or that you do do whilst you're putting off work that you don't feel like doing. Now, let's be honest, this term applies to most creative people. So designers, freelancers, entrepreneurs, we all do it. You know you do. So procrasty working gives us permission to do this sort of um, rabbit hole investigation. Now, if you're interested, Jessica did a gorgeous poster about the topic and she hand-lettered it. So I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to go take a look. Now, I'm not talking about time wasting here. I'm talking about active work avoidance. So if you're not focused or engaged on the task at hand, your brain's hardwired to look for another stimulus. So run-of-the-mill passive procrastination, it basically refers to avoiding unpleasant chores by, I don't know, watching the television or cleaning the house or painting your nails, or in my case, playing gardenscapes. Whereas procrasty working, it refers to avoiding doing something horrible like reconciling your bank statements by working on your About Me page on your website, or watching a video that teaches brush pen calligraphy when you should be editing a client's website. Now, active work avoidance, it's a valuable clue as to where your skills and strengths will be put to better use. So by identifying what you'd prefer to be doing, you can design the framework for your creative superpower. Jessica takes this one step further. She argues that the work you undertake while you're procrastinating is probably the work that you should be doing in order to not procrastinate. So procrastinating working is not work avoidance if you're still working. Now, the problem is, until you can switch across to earning money from your creative superpower, you might not always get paid if you're procrasti-working rather than working. The result of procrasti-working is often a creative side project. So most creatives I know don't come up with their side project in a structured block of spare time. It's more likely that it's a result of procrasti-working that they just couldn't stop themselves from doing. So they just gave themselves permission to do it and called it a side project. So if you're feeling guilty for what you think is work avoidance, Maybe take a look at how you're spending your procrastination time. So if you're playing gardenscapes for hours, guilty, or watching dog videos, yep, that's me too, or endlessly scrolling Facebook, then you're probably avoiding work. However, if you're working on your folio or you're learning a new skill or you're creating something, then you're procrasti-working, and I reckon you should stop feeling guilty about it. So now that you know the difference between mindless work avoidance and procrasti-working, start paying attention to what activities you actually find yourself doing when you're procrasti-working. Now I know when you go down those Pinterest rabbit holes, for example, it can actually be difficult at first to know whether 
what you're doing is research or if you're actually procrastinating or if you're really looking for something. I think the key to working this stuff out is to actually examine how the activity makes you feel. If you're avoiding a task by doing something else, do you feel guilty and distracted? Or are you energized and excited? Is it fun? Scrolling through Facebook, playing mindless computer games or cleaning the house can be excused as creative mind wandering if you like, but what we're looking for here is the distraction activities which light you up. And speaking for myself, cleaning the house does not light me up. Productive procrastination activities can often take the form of starting something new. Us creatives love shiny object syndrome, so we become excited about the possibilities of the new thing. So signing up for a class or downloading a free ebook, starting an online challenge or dreaming up a side project. You might also crave more information about a topic that interests you. So if you fall down a research rabbit hole, and I'm doing that in air quotes, (laughs) or maybe you're devouring YouTube videos and you just want to cram in as much information as you can before you kind of have to get back to work. So those sorts of things are productive procrastination. You might also find yourself doodling or sketching or writing about something. If you're like me, you'll sneak off to an art supplies or stationery store and you'll begin stocking up on journals and coloured highlighters. And that's when you know that you're preparing for a project. So you don't really have a project in mind, but you find yourself buying things anyway. So does any of that sound familiar? Now I'm here to absolve you. Most creative people live with the secret shame of procrastination, but if you're actively procrasti-working, these activities hold the clue as to what we should probably be doing with our time. The very act of procrastinating tells us what we would rather be doing, and often the productive procrastination means we're actually getting those things done. So rejoice, the time has come to celebrate your shameful activities. Just start keeping a track of those times when procrastinating is fun and aim to do more of that. I'm telling you, life is short and productive procrastination, it holds the key to your creative superpower. So this week, I want you to spend the week observing your procrasti-working tendencies. What are you doing when you're meant to be doing something else? Keep a list of these as potential passion projects in the future. And then if you record the ones which keep coming up throughout the week, see if you can shape a passion project out of one of those procrasti-working rabbit holes in particular. Now I hope this episode has helped persuade you to embrace your procrasti-working tendencies and let go of that procrastination shame. Please tag me on Instagram, at creativesparkpodcast, and let me know what you would prefer to be doing. Head over to creativesparkpodcast.com forward slash blog forward slash episode 25, and I'll post the link to Jessica's poster and any other links in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to go a little deeper, head over to creativesparkpodcast.com for all the resources mentioned in this episode. Please also head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Remember to subscribe while you're there because it's easy to miss episodes when they pop up every few days. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Spark Podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and I will be back again very soon with another Creative Spark to light up your day.